Hi, everyone. This is Marianne here, and you're listening to Random Sage Podcast with Marianne from Revealing Light. Thanks for tuning in. Um, whether you listen to the audio, whether you listen uh, via uh, my second channel on YouTube, um, it really doesn't matter. It's lovely to see the podcast podcast grow. It's uh, close to my heart. Otherwise, I wouldn't have started it or um, or, or taken on the extra workload. I do a lot of readings for the collective, but um, the podcast draws a little bit more on uh, on on my commentating experience. Um, I was a previous editor of a number of newspapers, and part of that result, part of that involved writing uh, editorials or opinion pieces. Um, and I'm pleased to say that I actually did one uh, a state win a state award for for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so journalism and commentating is close to my heart. I had a viewer come on uh, the other day and say, "Well, you 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 talked for." you know, 15 minutes before you pulled cards. Well, that's because you're listening to a podcast. You're listening to my, I hope, dulcet tones. This is something that you can do while you're driving to work, whether you're working in the garden. You don't necessarily have to be glued to a screen to listen to me. And there's something really nice about offering audio as well. I have listeners um, really coming on board Random Sage from all around the world, and uh, I welcome you to my podcast. Thank you for joining me. What do we want to talk about today? I want to talk, uh, I want to ask you the question, really, uh, are politics above uh, family relationships? Do you put politics above family relationships and what exactly is politics what when we unpack that what is that what is what are some of the things uh that have occurred what what is politics doing to families and i know uh, a lot of you are raising your hands now and saying i've got a story let me speak well in the comments section this is your chance wherever you wherever you uh, listen or see this podcast. I um, touched on this subject last week um, and I heard when I, I looked at whether the ex-president, now criminal defendant, um, who attempted a coup to overturn a fair and free election in a democracy in America, um, whether, you know, whether or not his support was slipping. And some of you have come forward with comments that have been so sad about families being destroyed because some are Trump voters and others are Democrat, Joe Biden or, or Democrat voters. And one particular comment really touched my heart. She, her entire family, brothers um, and I think brothers and sisters, um, moved away like piled upon her because she said she was going to vote for Joe Biden in 2020 and one of her brothers pulled a gun on her. And if that doesn't illustrate how uh, it's not just ridiculous, it's not just the clown show or circus show, it's not just the grifting scams that we see associated with politics. No, this is something even deeper. This is uh, this is the destruction 
the destruction of, of family. Now, politics actually means divisions uh, when you unpack it. Uh, and it's when uh, we put that, when we remember what divides us and not what unites us, how does that even happen when you're, uh, you automatically remember and feel the division? Uh, because politics is, is about belief, beliefs. And when you believe something strongly, it in, it involves the emotions. It involves your passion, your motivation, and you start to, uh, our beliefs are obviously aligned with our values. And so it gets personal because when, it, when someone's values are out of, and beliefs are out of sync with yours, it's like, I don't want to have anything to do with that person. I'm so shocked and horrified that some member of my family still supports the ex-president of the United States, for example, who tried to overturn an election, who's been indicted by juries in multiple state and a federal jurisdiction, not by prosecutors, but by grand juries have said there's enough evidence to bring this charge forward. We have the violence that's being threatened. Yet some still support the ex-president and families still uh, don't speak to one another because of this. So politics is very personal unless you can stand above the fray, which is what I tried to do, try to do, stand above the fray with my own family because I come from, I was raised by a very conservative family and members of, some members of my family, not all, are still very conservative. At the beginning of the Trump years, I too had arguments and about, you know, why can't you see? Why can't, it's plain as the nose on my face, on your face, that this person is a grifter and a scammer and a con man, yet you are still being conned. I had a viewer uh, on my Revealing Light channel on YouTube, which is my biggest platform, uh, and I do political readings, but I also do astrology as well, and I do travel vlogs. I just you know, change it up. I vary the content. So there's a lot of reasons why people will follow me. I think it's getting, it will get close to 65,000 viewers on subscribers on that particular channel. But I had someone subscribe for the astrology, which she found very, very valuable. Then she viewed a political reading and said, so much hate for Trump when he did so much for middle-class America. Well, I wish I saw her in person because I would say to her, tell me, name me something that he did for supposed middle-class America. What did he do? She would probably say, oh, well, he strengthened the borders. Well, Biden's actually still got Trump's border policies in place. There are less people or were, there's been a spike, but there were less people coming through under Biden than Trump, and Trump locked kids up, parents and kids in cages. So 
Obviously, they were all right with that. So what else did he do? Tax cuts. Well, the tax cuts went to the top, the top echelon, the top 1%. And really go to the middle class. What else? What else did he do? Well, he tried to take away health care. I'm pretty Obama, uh, the Affordable Care Act, tried to take away cheaper health insurance, and I'm pretty sure middle class people have that as well. Um, so if he didn't do the tax cuts for you, didn't strengthen the border, didn't build his wall, tried to take away health insurance, Destroyed the norms, the protocols, the civility uh, of politics. Then got him. Then tried to overturn a free and fair democratic election in a republic, a republic that is that uses a democratic system of government. They say that to me too. It's not a democracy. It's a republic. Well, go and look up what it is because it's a democratic government, form of government, where you have free and fair elections or supposed to have, where you are free to vote. Well, sort of. So with all the evidence that's out there, how come these beliefs, this, this emotionally based belief and value hasn't changed in some people? Well, I'm going to wager it is starting to change. Beliefs and values are not set in concrete. They are part of our uh, evolution, our emotional evolution, our, our emotional maturity. They're part of our spiritual evolution which is tied to all of those things when uh compassion overrides bigotry when um uh wanting to uphold government and not see it destroyed overrides some populist mouthing off into a microphone at a rally who's attempted a coup where you start to see, my goodness, this political divide has, has destroyed my family and it's been destroyed because this person has been con. Well, this person is a con man. Well, there are people who are starting to change. I got that first glimpse, glimpse a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago where I felt, boy, your support, Trump, your support is slipping. And people will say, oh, but there's still, you know, there's still many problems. Of course there are. Not everybody uh, wants him gone. There are still many, many who support him. And it was interesting that the probably the most extreme candidates are, are the most popular, popular in the Republican Party in America. The... Um, Younger version of Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, was the leader in the recent GOP debate. They say he he won the debate because basically he said the most outrageous things. DeSantis is uh, next underneath Trump in terms of populism. Now, DeSantis, this is something that DeSantis has just done. Let me see if I can find it for you. Okay, where is it? I got this article deliberately here. 
to show you. Now, there's been a tragic tragedy in Florida in Jacksonville where a white supremacist gunned down and killed black people. DeSantis turned up and he was booed away. How dare you? How dare you turn up to the side of this massacre when you've done what you've done? DeSantis has a long history of interfering in education, cutting out black history uh, courses, uh, trying to suppress black voters. Um, And here we go. A Florida judge rejects state congressional map championed by DeSantis. A Florida judge on Saturday struck down congressional district lines for northern Florida advocated by Ron DeSantis, ruling that the Republican governor's map had improperly diluted black voting power. Voter suppression. We can't have too much of a vote in this particular district because you might win it. So we'll just try and suppress it, dilute it, redraw it so it favours us. Well, a judge in Florida says that can't be done. Judge in Alabama, the Supreme Court recently found in Alabama that they'd done a similar thing. That can't be done. It's unconstitutional. So this person, this viewer who said, I can't, you know, Trump did a lot of good things, you know, the GOP. I wonder what, what they would be saying if the shoe was on the other foot if they were the ones being targeted with unconstitutional congressional maps. Back to Vivek Ramaswamy, 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 who won the debate in Trump's absence. Well, how would he be perceived nationally in a federal election? He'd be lucky to get 10% of the vote. And so when you're confronted with this circus, when we hear a Fox anchor drool over Trump's mugshot and say he looks hard, my wife says he looks sexy, and then the anchor says he looks hard, my God, what what on earth is going on? It can be nothing more than a ridiculous circus. However, it's also a dangerous circus. I want to just go to Australia now. And we have a uh, constitutional referendum coming up in October to give Indigenous people a voice to the Parliament of Australia. It's, I've completely switched off that, completely switched off it because it is so sad. The polarisation, the politicisation, the inflammatory no campaign, which is driven by the Conservatives who lost so spectacularly in the last election, record amount of seats almost destroyed. (laughs) They have seen this as a political comeback trail. And imagine, imagine how 
Indigenous people feel in our country when the racism that is coming out of people's mouths. Such a politicisation. It's a political referendum. Now, not equally, but some in the Yes campaign are also putting, trying to put pressure on voters to vote yes, as if we did not know what we were voting for. This referendum in Australia, it's almost unsalvageable, I believe, because of the rank politicisation. And it's a very sad and sorry day that this had to, to play out like it has. Very sad. So if the uh, yes vote gets up, I reckon it'll be okay. Eventually people will see it's not a dangerous model. It'll be okay. However, the polls are showing that the yes vote will not, that the referendum is likely to be lost. The no vote, what happens after the referendum is lost? Where do they go from there? Well, the leader has said, well, we're going to recognise, we'll put forward a constitutional change that we recognise Indigenous people as Australia's first people. Uh, and how are you going to do that? Oh, by putting a, a line in the constitution. But practically, how are you going to recognise them? Because with the current referendum proposal, it is to give them a voice to parliament. That's how we recognise them. So I just see deep divisions in Australia because of that one question to give Indigenous people a voice to Parliament in our Australian Constitution. Very sad. Very sad. In America, many think that the country is just so divided there's no way back. But I do want to say this. Many, many years ago, I, ruled, I, I read, I read on whether the Republic would survive the Trumpian years, the extremists, the conspiracy, the QAnon years, the circus, the grifting scams, the, the bigotry, the racism, from the megaphones for money. Would America survive these Trumpian years? Because Trump really does know how to get in there and whip people up into a frenzy, turn those emotional dials right up, turn those beliefs up, bring out those values, if you want to call them that, bring out the bigotry, bring out the ignorance, bring out the racism. He knows how to turn all those dials up. Would America survive? I said, yes. My reading showed the courts. The courts will be what will ultimately decide America's future. And that's exactly what's happening now. Trump is being held accountable. Those that stormed the Capitol, sentenced to big time in prison. <clears throat> the law is operating 
as imperfect as it is. <coughs> Pardon me. The law is operating as it should. So back to the political division. I'm just going to ask what we need to know. Why does this happen? What is the spiritual purpose of this division of, of politics, of this divisive po politics? What is the spiritual purpose right now? Okay, so it's like a weeping willow, um, but it's dying. Okay, so sorry, that's the clairvoyant image that I've got. And remember emotional change. When we change our, our values and our beliefs evolve, we evolve spiritually. Okay, so really making us choose. What is the spiritual purpose of our divisive politics now? <laughs> the great God of money, but it's also earth, a new start for earth. To bring us together and unify us. Trump's support in America is slipping. Whatever happens in Australia after the referendum, regardless if it doesn't get up, there will be a certain section that are glad. There will be a lot of people that uh, will mourn, will mourn, not just because it didn't get up, but because of the way Indigenous people have been treated by the No campaign. Aversion. There will be a lot of aversion. That will be the dominant emotion if it doesn't get up, an aversion to extremist, racist, bigoted politics. The purpose is to unite us and give us a new start. Through destruction, and a lot of this is around our political institutions that have been operating via, via money, donations, big donations, big, big business. It's to break all of this down, the tower card. In the past, we have the skill. Someone might have been elected because of their skill and they're, you know, good fit for the job, but that's in the past. Vivek Ramaswamy has no qualifications. He runs a tech company with a loud mouth. Has no qualifications to run a country. Trump didn't have any qualifications to run a country. Can't even run a business without sending it bankrupt. The world card is in crowning this reading there is a huge ending of a cycle and something new comes afterwards. These are the, the concrete things I see. Reading every week as I do on these things, it tires me out. <laughs> yes, it does. One viewer uh, commented the other day, I've been getting a run of them because um, because of the reading political readings I do. <laughs> one uh, reader said, uh, one viewer said to me, uh, she started quoting, uh, I don't know, the Bible, John Corinthians, something to Psalm, something or other. I didn't even, I'd skimmed over that. And uh, 
then she said, uh, well, you're so sick because because of the evilness that you're doing. <laughs> and there are consequences for doing what you're doing. Like this was a, um, a lunatic uh, person quoting the Bible to me. And I just replied, look, I am satisfied with the pathway that my soul is evolving on and I know that I will see the kingdom of heaven long before someone who threatens, insults and quotes the Bible in a fake way while insulting and denigrating another will. Back to the reading, something coming to fruition in time. Yeah, it's the end of a cycle. The Ten of Wands carrying a huge, 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 huge load. Pluto in Capricorn, the astrologer hat comes out, moving to Pluto in Aquarius. Great change. In the hopes and fears, we have the Seven of Pentacles. We will confront downturns in our lifestyles. Climate change, costing. I read insurers are no longer insuring, insuring against Disaster events, individuals who want insurance to cover their houses for a hurricane or a flood or a, they're no longer insuring that. It's too costly. This is a wholesale change, wholesale change, including the kind of decadence we might have once operated under. And we have the page of pentacles. We will have this new start. I love the imagery that this young person holds an ace of pentacles in their hands and they they begin again. They take their first steps toward a different way of living. Don't mourn for what has gone. For me, for my generation, it's the younger people who will inherit this and choose to do things differently. We have... Uh, the Empress card, very much about uh, our climate. And we got we get the Three of Wands waiting for our ship to come in. We are actually doing the work for the next generations to come through. We are confronting our devil. We are confronting the disunity. We are confronting the dangerous political circus. We are confronting the destructive divisions that politics will bring. What's the answer? Stick to the truth, the ace of swords at the base of the pack. Don't be anxious. The truth will out. The truth will come forward. This is the process. How do we get to unity? We agree on the truth, and that's what we're doing now. And if you can't agree, then you go to the fringes. Go to the fringes. And at the end of the day, what I glimpsed a couple of weeks ago was the extremists, extremists who, were who would still support Trump. At the end of all of this, will be on the fringes. They won't be allowed in, in civil society, if you want to say that. When I say allowed, they won't be welcomed in civil society. So what did I do to this reader? This viewer who, uh, you know, tried to hit me over the head with the Bible. Well, I simply blocked. Uh, and another one 
You know, I said, if you can't understand that this person tried to overturn a free and fair election, then you're simply not welcome here. And I would say that again on this second channel, this podcast. If you can't see that, if you can't see those woods for the trees, you're not, this isn't the place for you. This is the place where we take a bigger picture. Equally, if you're from the other end of the spectrum, the far, far, far left, and you can't see the goodness in a, in a Republican or see the goodness in a Liberal voter in Australia, see the goodness in the UK in a Labor voter, see whatever the parties are, if you can't see that, you can't see and remember what unites you in your past and instead look to what divides you, then you are as bad. Well, maybe not as bad, but certainly, certainly you're doing the similar thing to what the far, far, far right extremist is doing. It's all about rising above the fray And remembering, it's not easy. It's not easy, but you must try and remember. Well, don't even try. Just do it. Just remember a scene from what unites you. Establish your boundaries. I don't talk about politics. Politics is divisive. You believe one thing, I believe another. Let's not ruin this day talking about it. Instead, Let's talk about what unites us. Let's remember our, our past connections, our familial connections. Let's remember all of that. And if you're not prepared to do that, then I can no longer visit you. But I'd like to. I don't want to lose touch. But we need some ground rules here. Not easy stuff, is it? Anyway, uh, I'll leave it there. Thanks for tuning in, um, and I'll be back with another Random Sage soon. I do appreciate and value your listenership or viewership. Thank you. Bye for now.